my name is Jessica, and you're listening to the What's Literacy podcast. For our Black History Month-themed episode, I spoke with Greg Burkett, who is an educational consultant, author, educator, and slam poet. He has done a lot of research on Black Canadian history and advocates for its importance within school curriculums. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Jessica Leahy from Literacy Quebec. Today, I am joined by Greg Burkett. Uh, Greg Burkett is a slam poet, educational consultant, playwright, and author. Um, thank you so much for being on our podcast again, Greg. We really appreciate it. Thank you for um, having me. Yeah. Um, last time you were on, you spoke about slam poetry and how it can be used as an educational tool in the classroom. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a really cool episode. And uh, as you know, and for our listeners out there, uh, in this episode, we'll be talking about Black History Month, uh, which, of course, is celebrated in February, but really uh, is something we should learn about all year long. Yeah. And uh, just before we continue, um, can you maybe introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do for new listeners out there? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my name is Greg Burkett. Um, I've been in education for ooh, nearly 20 years now. Um, taught uh, history and English at the high school level. And then also uh, I was a guidance counselor for for some time um, as well. Uh, since then, I have uh, gone into educational consulting full time. And with that, um, gives me the opportunity to do a lot of writing, um, whether that's curriculum writing um, or uh, just uh, lesson plan writing and and um, and activities and things of that nature um, to help uh, educators, particularly with uh, infusing the Black Canadian experience in their everyday teaching practice and, and pedagogy. So doing that kind of thing, um, as you mentioned before, I, I do write plays and slam poetry as well. So I do creative writing also. I've written um, or I, I've helped to uh, contribute to a textbook um, as well as uh, written free freelance for the Toronto Star. Um, and I've uh, done some writing or content creation for CBC Kids, their website as well. That's all really awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess to jump into our topic, um, mm. what can learning about Black history teach us about the world today? Okay, well, I think you can't really understand our world without uh, knowledge of Black history, right? It's in everything. And we really want it to be acknowledged as world history or Canadian history, um, because it's just so much of a part of of, of the fabric of, of our society, right? Um, I really like to focus on or specialize in talking about Black Canadian history because it often uh, gets overlooked or, or left out completely. And um, I think that needs to change. There are a lot of things that we, you know, when we're talking about Black history, we're often very enamored with or not I shouldn't I don't know if enamored is the right word I think we are just uh drawn to African-American uh, or the African-American experience and uh for a lot of different reasons right it's produced some amazing leaders um and you know it's 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 uh it's got a, a rich history a long-standing history as well but everything that we are uh appreciative of 
about with regards to the African American experience, the Black Canadian experience is that as well, right? So um, if we're talking about enslavement, there was 200 years of enslavement here as well. Uh, if we're talking about segregation, segregation existed here as well. If you're talking about a dynamic civil rights um, uh, civil rights legacy, we have that here also, right? And some really strong and dynamic leaders um, as well. So all of the things that we, uh, you know, find fascinating about the African-American experience or, um, you know, that we want to know more about with regards to the African-American experience, the, the Black Canadian experience offers the same. And I think it's, it's you know, it's time that we we talk about it and give it the platform that it deserves. Yeah, um, absolutely. I agree. And it, it's definitely unfortunate that African-American history and uh, Black Canadian history often get conflated. And yeah. um, do you have any thoughts as to why do you think this is? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's something that we often talk about, this idea that um, Blackness is, is monolithic, right? So, uh, you know, all Black people, no matter where they are, um, you know, you can sort of uh, put them all together under under one umbrella and cover everything off that way. So I think um, when people talk to you about Black history, they're not necessarily taking into consideration time, place, uh, you know, cultural differences. It's just, you know, Black history. So no matter where it's taking place, it, you know, that's, that's what they want to speak about. And they don't want to talk about, um, you know, some of the differences. So say for instance you know i'm i'm doing a presentation on black canadian history someone might say to me you know can you talk about um the women in hidden figures and i'll mm -hmm. say okay well you know they were important and their contribution is amazing but we're talking about black canadian history and it's almost as though they can't see that that's something different um or that it's something that can stand on its own or that we should be looking at um you know or taking a, a further dive into it's just it's black history. So, you know, let's talk about whatever uh, any black person has accomplished or any black person has experienced. And, uh, you know, I, I understand um, that there are similarities, but there are also some things that we need to uh, differentiate and look at uh, separately. And again, like I said, the black Canadian experience is rich, dynamic and important um, and deserves to be studied and, and, and acknowledged on its own as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, as an educational consultant, are there um, activities or workshops you've implemented in the classroom to uh, better foster knowledge about Black Canadian history to students? Yeah. Um, so myself and my sister, uh, we we actually have a, a company together or an organization together called um, Burkitt Educational Consultants. And we've worked with uh, or in partnership with Nelson Education. And one of the really cool things that we've done with them is we have been able to facilitate um, to facilitate a webinar series called CS Learn Us, Teaching the Black Canadian Experience. And in this webinar series, what we've uh, had the opportunity to do is to be able to engage with teachers from across the country, right? So teachers from Newfoundland, um, all the way to, to British Columbia, and to talk to them about, again, different ways that they can make the Black Canadian um, experience a part of their pedagogy. And what we like to do is to talk about how teachers from kindergarten to grade 12 in different disciplines can actually um, find ways to bring this learning to the classroom, right? So 
I think what a lot of us feel in education or not just in education, but in general, is that it would probably be a topic that would come up in uh, social studies, language arts, English history, um, maybe even social sciences. But we like to talk about ways that it can be a part of the curriculum in everything from physical education to, um, to the sciences, uh, to mathematics, French, just all of the disciplines. So we like to call that the vertical cross-curricular approach. Um, meaning that we think it's important for students to know about it from kindergarten to grade 12 in, in various subject areas, because we don't want um, students to think that, well, first of all, that it's something that can be contained to February, um, or that it's something that should just appear in a particular class, or that, um, you know, one teacher who may have an interest in it, you know, they'll present it and they'll talk about it, but it's not important learning and it's not something that we need to hear about in other classes throughout the year, throughout our scholastic career. So we want um, students to see that it's important learning that they need to get all the way through from kindergarten to grade 12. That's awesome. Yeah, um, it should definitely not just be relegated to like the social sciences. Like you said, it's kind of mm -hmm. ubiquitous in all subjects. Exactly. Um, and actually thinking about my um, elementary and high school experience, um, it was unfortunate for me because I was never really taught about Black Canadian history. Right. Um, I was typically taught about Black American history um, in mm -hmm. the context of the civil rights movement. Sure. Um, so I learned about Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks, but right. and how obviously they were key players in propelling that movement forward. Mm -hmm. But it sucks because, you know, there are so many cool and amazing like black yes. prominent um canadian figures who have done so many um wonderful things for civil rights in canada um and that's the thing right we we yeah. often you know we say stuff like uh viola desmond is the mm -hmm. rosa parks of canada and her civil active action actually took place before rosa parks so rosa parks is really the american viola desmond but no one would ever say that right um yeah. you know the 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 lunch counter sit-ins um, that took place uh, in the American South. We actually had um, sit-ins that took place here in Dresden, Ontario, uh, before those sit-ins in the American South. But again, you know, we always we often gravitate to, or we're told more about rather the uh, the African American experiences than we are uh, the Black Canadian experiences. Yeah, um, and while it is important for Canadians to learn about uh, the Black Canadian experience, do you think? Americans can also benefit from learning about uh, Black Canadian uh, prominent figures and Black Canadian history as well? Definitely. Uh, you know, it's America, I guess, is the cultural leader of the world, right? So we, mm. we often, um, you know, we, we, we listen to their experiences, we're inundated by them um, in social media or just media in general, right? Um, but when we're talking about uh, Black people in diaspora, I think it's really important for us to hear the experiences wherever Black people have been um, so or, or, or are, right? So when we're talking about um, the transatlantic slave trade, for instance, it's something that shaped our world and our world wouldn't look the way it does or wouldn't operate the way it does without the, um, you know, what happened during the transatlantic uh, slave trade. It's the largest forced migration of a people ever in world mm -hmm. history, right? So you've got Black people in the Caribbean, in Central and South America, in Canada, in the United States. And I think it's important for us to learn about all of their experiences and what they've what they've gone through, what they've overcome, the Black excellence in the different places uh, where Black people um, are living or were forced 
um, to to live, right? So I think it's just something that we all could um, we all could learn from. And I think with America, it's really interesting to see how they think about uh, or how they perceive experiences outside of America. So I remember when um, uh, you know after um, the the murder of George Floyd and uh, the the Toronto Raptors had um, a team bus that had Black Lives Matter on the side of it. And uh, one of the um, the NBA players, Draymond Green, actually came out and, and asked, um, who was, I think he was speaking to Masai Ujiri, um, the, um, the general manager uh, at the time for Toronto, the Toronto Raptors. And he said something to the effect of, you know, um, why would you put Black Lives Matter on your bus when this is something that's happening in another country? Mm. And, um, Boucher on the Toronto Raptors actually um, sent a message to him, I believe it was on, well, Twitter at the time, now X, and he said something to the effect of, you know, each one, teach one, it's, I'm, I'm willing to let you, uh, to, to help you understand that, um, you know, systemic racism happens in Canada and that Black people uh, are, are fighting the same fight that African Americans are fighting as well. But again, there's this understanding that, you know, these things are, are only happening in, in America and are only affecting um, Americans or African Americans, when you know we're 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 uh, fighting the same battles here and and um, the same oppressive systems here as well. So mm -hmm. you know it's really important, I think, for us all to understand what the Black experience is in different parts of the world as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's interesting that uh, you mentioned that because uh, I also wonder, like, what do you hope people get about learning um, about Black Canadian history? not just um, uh, for people who have uh, been historically marginalized, but also people who have not been, what can they sort of benefit from learning about Black Canadian history? Yeah, I think it's important for us all to have a more uh, rich and inclusive understanding of the Canadian narrative, right? So I think um, in many ways, Canada has done a disservice in terms of trying to put an, uh, an image forward. And by putting this particular image of, of inclusivity forward, then we've, uh, we've effectively erased some of the challenges or not some, many of the challenges that, um, that different people groups have had to face in our country's history. Um, so, you know, in trying to talk about the fact that, that um, you know, we're a multicultural uh, society and a just society, uh, we, you know, we haven't talked about residential schools and we haven't talked mm. about uh, Japanese internment or or enslavement and segregation and all those kinds of things as much as we need to. Um, but in addition to that, we don't talk about the contributions that um, different uh, different people have made to um, to forming or, or to shaping what Canada has become. Right. So we don't talk about the fact that Mifflin Gibb, who was a black politician, um, an entrepreneur living in um, in British Columbia, uh, it, you know his contributions to actually getting British Columbia to become a part of uh, the the Confederacy, right? To um, helping British Columbia become a part of Canada, and this is a black politician um, again from from uh, from British Columbia that we don't talk about, we don't know enough about, we don't talk about um, just uh, so many different contributions that we've made. Um, Sorry, of course, I'm drawing a blank now as I'm. <laughs> oh man, hold on. Give me there's a just a lot. <laughs> here. There, there's so many, right? But um, it'll talk about historic Black Canadian communities in different places, right? We mm. um, 
We don't talk about the fact that there have been historic Black Canadian communities in uh, in places like New Brunswick, uh, Willow Grove, or or the Bog in Prince Edward Island, um, or uh, you know a little Burgundy in Montreal. All these places that have really contri contributed to the fabric of of Canada. We don't talk about um, we don't talk enough about um, the contributions of Black women and mm. um, and their and what they've done uh, with regards to say for instance even the war effort um, the Black Black Cross nurses and what they did to support Canada's war effort uh, during World War One. Um, we don't talk about the Black Canadian involvement in wars. Uh, or in war efforts from 1812 all the way uh, to, to currently, right? So oftentimes, you know, when we talk about Remembrance Day, we leave a whole group of soldiers out or, or mm. people who, uh, you know, given their lives as well and, and have contributed to, um, to Canada's war efforts during um, major wars. And we often talk about World War I and World War II as though they are sort of the, the pillars and cornerstone of, of Canadian identity and when Canada sort of really started to come out as a nation. And we leave out the fact that Black people contributed greatly during uh, during those war efforts as well. So I mm -hmm. think uh, those are some of the things we don't talk about. Uh, you know, um, the fact that a Black man named named Alan Emtage actually is responsible for search engines like Google, um, and he studied at McGill in uh, in in Montreal in Quebec, right? So. Um, you know, just individuals like that, uh, you know, I think uh, the the contributions need to be highlighted. We need to talk about them more and we need to uh, ensure that everyone knows that uh, that Canada wouldn't be what it is without the contribution of black people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, this is a very rich um, history that we should all um, try to learn more about. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you've done a lot of um, research about Black Canadian history. Um, so I'm kind of interested to know, um, have you been sort of surprised about um, some of the history you learned? Have you uh, maybe encountered some uh, less known figures um, that have really surprised you and how they've um, contributed to uh, Canadian society or uh, anything like that? Sure. Uh, there's so many. Um <laughs> You know, one who comes to mind right now is a guy named uh, George Dixon, and he was the first um, Canadian to uh, to hold a, um, a title in boxing, a world a worldwide title in boxing. And he came from Africville and, uh, you know, Africville, which was in Nova Scotia. And um, his contributions to the sport of boxing, he's actually credited with inventing shadow boxing as a way mm. to uh, to train for for the sport. And it, he's also credited um, with being the first or as being the first fighter to use a heavy bag to train for for boxing. So he basically revolutionized the sport. And again, we don't talk about him a lot. Um, and his name was George Little Chocolate Dixon. Actually, mm -hmm. that was his nickname. Um, we also don't talk about, for instance, the Colored Hockey League as much as we could. Uh, there was a belief back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, that black men could not play hockey with um, with white athletes because they had weak ankles and they couldn't skate um, and they weren't strong enough and and all these kinds of things. So they formed the uh, the Colored Hockey League, um, Maritime Colored Hockey League, actually. And in this league, there are there are elements uh, that have come out of this league that are still impactful in hockey today. So the first recorded slap shot was actually taken in um in the maritime colored hockey league 
um, goaltenders going down to the ice to save the puck. That was first allowed um, in the Maritime Colored Hockey League. So there are things that we see in the game today that actually came out of this league. Um, but again, you know, it's something that we don't talk about as, as much as we should. So those are some of the things that, you know, you come across um, and uh, that might, you know, surprise you. And, and uh, again, that we just don't, um, you know, just aren't shared. Um, Eleanor Collins, for instance, a Black woman from British Columbia, was the first Black woman to host a, talk, a television talk show in all of North America. So mm. before there was Oprah and before there was Tyra Banks and all these other people, we had Eleanor Collins, um, a, a, a jazz singer, actually, uh, from, from British Columbia, a Black woman, uh, hosting a, um, a talk show, a, a television talk show. Oh wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, I I certainly did not know that. Um, right. Do you <laughs> do you know the name of the the talk show? I don't actually, but I I believe it was aired on CBC. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have uh, research to do after this episode. <laughs> that's really yeah. cool. Um, and uh, that kind of leads me to my next question. Um, how can we broaden our knowledge of Black history, uh, more specifically Black Canadian history, beyond the classroom. Do you have any uh, maybe resources or books that uh, you can recommend? Yeah, there's so much. Um, CBC recently did um, uh, uh, um, or, or aired a documentary, and I believe it's called Untold Stories. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, uh, again, about Black life um, and the Black Canadian experience. And it goes all the way back. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people don't realize or understand that um, the Black presence in what we now call Canada dates all the way back to the early 1600s. And there's this understanding that Black people are, are, are newcomers and, and uh, mm -hmm. therefore how much could they have contributed to, to um, our, our, our national narrative. But it goes all the way back to uh, the, the 1600s. And I believe this particular... Um, this particular documentary, um, uh, you know, covers that that um, that history from back then all the way up until present. But there's so many different, uh, you know, there's just so many books that mm -hmm. are out there now. So many websites uh, that you can go to. Even the Canadian Encyclopedia, the, sorry, mm -hmm. the online Canadian Encyclopedia, um, they've got a section on the Black Canadian experience where you can find so much information. Um, of course, there are uh, different um, different organizations like the Ontario Black History Society mm -hmm. um, and and many others. Um, Hogan's Alley, uh, the Hogan's Alley Society, I believe, um, that is about a community in uh, Vancouver, a Black community in Vancouver that was um, that was destroyed again in the name of of urban renewal or gentrification, just like Little Burgundy in Montreal. Actually, those two communities have a lot in common. Um, because they were huge uh, where the jazz scene is concerned um, during uh, during um, during the early uh, the early 30s, 40s, 50s um, as well. Um, and both again were were uh, more or less destroyed because of urban renewal or in the name of urban renewal and, and gentrification. Mm -hmm. So there are there are a lot of different sources um, that you can that you can uh, use to to research and find out about the Black Canadian experience. Um, almost every network, uh, to be honest, has something that, um, or, or sorry, when I say something, has has a documentary that's been done uh, more recently about um, about the Black Canadian experience. And I'm trying to remember some of the names now, but I know um, City TV had one. 
Um, and I just mentioned the one uh, CBC had uh, mm -hmm. as well, but there are a lot of different documentaries where you can find out a lot of information about the Black Canadian experience. Yeah, and that's great to know that there are so many resources out there. And uh, I guess in a sense, we're fortunate to be uh, living in the digital era because we have yes. all these, so much information at our disposal. For sure, um, for sure. Yeah. And there are, there are a lot of, you know, when I when I mention, um, you know, different sources and resources, um, there are individuals like Afua Cooper. She is uh, a professor at uh, at Dalhousie. Um, she's got a lot of, of, of stuff out there, a lot of different books. Um, and and uh, things that you can find online. Um, of course, there is, um, uh, oh my goodness, this is terrible. I'm drawing a, a blank, sorry, I'm seeing her. <laughs> Natasha Dixon Henry. Um, mm -hmm. So Natasha Dixon Henry, uh, she's also a professor and uh, she has lots of books and lots of, um, she's also uh, got, uh, I believe it's a, a, a blog um, about the Black Canadian experience um, that you can find online as well. Um, there's so many people, uh, Barrington Walker, many people that you can um, research and, and they've got tons of information um, where you can find, uh, again, the Black Canadian experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, we'll be sure to uh, uh, link to these resources in our show notes um, okay. so that people can you know look at them because uh, I certainly will be <laughs> sure. looking at awesome. some of these. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know you also work with uh, Nelson Education. Uh, yes. Can you maybe speak about some of the things you've done with them? Yeah. So again, um, the the webinar, and you can actually find um, the website with the uh, you know it gives descriptions of the different um, episodes that or webisodes that we we did, um, and it's called CS Learners Teaching the Black Canadian Experience, mm -hmm. and you can actually uh, check out the website and see just some of the different topics that we cover in um in our different uh webinars and uh we also work with them um on their i believe it's called a digital ecosystem uh it's called edwin so it's almost like a, a live textbook online mm -hmm. um where you know you can you can find a ton of different inf uh, a ton of information on on um again the black canadian experience and there's a section on there for us called cs learn us and my sister and myself have contributed a lot of different um, uh, content and, and um, activities that educators can use in the classroom uh, to bring, again, this learning uh, to students. That's really awesome. Um, yeah, I'd love to uh, link to that resource as well mm -hmm. uh, in our show notes so people can take a look at that. Yes, um, and also Defining Moments Canada. Sorry, I can't forget mm, them as well. Yeah, Defining no worries. Moments Canada. <laughs> uh, we we did um, uh, some some activities and some content for them um, about again the Black Canadian contribution to the war effort. So uh, Defining mm. Moments Canada. If you uh, look for our names, Colleen Burkett and Greg Burkett, uh, you'll find uh, the material that we did for them online as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Greg. Um, yeah, no worries. Bef before we wrap up, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, again, just, you know, that I think that it's really important that we make sure that we understand Black history doesn't live in February. Mm -hmm. It's something that should be spoken about and talked about year round. And it's something that we, you know, if we want to understand what Canada was, what Canada is, 
and what Canada can be. Mm. We need to uh, be more inclusive in our understanding of the Canadian narrative and uh, not just see it as uh, on, on the surface and what's presented to, to us. There's a lot um, that isn't talked about because some of it doesn't necessarily um, cast the best light on our history, but it's important because it explains what, uh, what we're seeing right now. Um, systemic racism isn't something that's new. It's something that has uh, historical roots. And if we don't understand um, you know, the, where these roots are and, and what, uh, um, what went into, uh, what went into uh, some of the situations and circumstances that we see now, then it's gonna be very difficult for us to uh, work at uh, dismantling some of these systems of oppression that we see uh, currently um, in our society, right? So it's really important mm -hmm. for us to understand um, the longevity of the Black presence in Canada. It's important for us to understand the contributions of uh, Black people to the Canadian narrative. And then it's uh, important for us to understand the excellence and the brilliance that has mm -hmm. come out of Black communities throughout Canada as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very well said. Um, thank you so much for all your knowledge and all your insights and for uh, talking about all these wonderful resources. Mm -hmm. And of course, the resources you've worked on as well with Nelson. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and uh, thanks for all the work you do. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for acknowledging it as well in the platform to speak about it. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. All righty. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, have a great rest of your day. And uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. <laughs> thank you. And oh, sorry. And also, um, if uh, anyone's interested in seeing some of the work that that uh, I do, uh, the artistic work, so some of the slam poetry, mm. um, please feel free to check me out at uh, on Instagram at Greg B underscore writes. That's Greg B underscore W-R-I-T-E-S. Great. So, yeah, we'll link to that as well. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I love poetry. On, yeah. Oh, awesome. Great. Yeah. So on Instagram and YouTube, same thing as well. Greg B underscore writes. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, thank you so thank much, you. Greg. Have a All great right, rest of your you. day. You are listening to the Literacy Quebec podcast. If you or someone you know needs literacy-related assistance, call the free Literacy Quebec helpline at 1-888-521-8181. That's 1-888-521-8181.